Introducing Royal Caribbean's newest ship, Icon of the Seas, the ultimate family vacation. The ultimate six slides, eight neighborhoods, zero compromise vacation. The ultimate never done that, can't wait to do it vacation. The ultimate chillin' by a different pool every day of the week vacation. This is the Icon of Vacations. Icon of the Seas. Arriving in 2024. Book today. Come seek the Royal Caribbean. Ships Registry, Bahamas. Welcome to the I Own the You podcast, the Miami Herald's Miami Hurricanes podcast. I'm David Wilson. I'm joined, as always, on the other line by Susan Miller-Degnan, our Hurricanes beat writer here at the Herald. Susan, what's going on? Mm, working on some football stories. Yeah, it's um, we've actually got some stuff to talk about this week because we got to see a yeah. uh, full scrimmage on Saturday, as I'm sure a lot of our listeners uh, did also. It was a pretty, seemed like a pretty good, we couldn't really, we were in a tough spot to see exactly what the crowd was. But it seemed like a pretty good crowd for a Saturday morning when it was 90 degrees in Miami and uh, on a Saturday. Um, pretty good turnout, it looked like, from the Miami fans. Um, and I think we actually got to see a, a pretty decent amount. You know, there's only so much you can get from a scrimmage. We didn't see, like, trick plays necessarily or anything. But um, it was fun, especially, we, you know, some of the guys we actually talked about last week. We were excited to see some of those newcomers. Um were really impressive just guys that we had maybe an inkling of what they were going to do guys who we uh you know in the case of mark fletcher who's one guy we're going to talk about a lot today i'd seen him play in high school was excited to see him at the college level um so we've got we've got a pretty good amount to talk about um great fun it was yeah it it was was fun it was was a good time it it, it was the most fun we've had at a practice in a long time yeah um super long time yeah in the meantime, uh, obviously, the season is suddenly very close, uh, two weeks away when people will be listening to this. Um, this weekend, be sure to check out. Uh, we kind of kick off our um, preview week at the Herald. So Susan will have a big story coming. Uh, might be up, I guess, by the time this is up or around the same time. Um, Maybe. Yep. Uh, a big pr- feature on, I guess we can give away Tyler Van Dyke. Sure. Um, and that'll lead up uh, our, you know, our final week of preview before the season starts, basically. Um, but let's start with that scrimmage. Cause like I said, there's kind of a lot to talk about. Um, there is, where should we start? There's a lot of different places we can go. Um, well, I, I, why don't we start with, the, uh, well, should we just go big picture? what do you think? Would like anything really stand out to you that, that made you maybe feel differently about this team than you did uh, a week ago? Yeah. The run game. Yes. The run game made me happy. We we really hadn't talked until this week. Uh, we we did get three. We we're supposed to get four. We got three running backs to talk to this week, which mm-hmm. was really fun. Also, um, but they're the ones that kind of uh, you know made the big splash. I think. Yeah, definitely. Mark Fletcher Cause... scored two touchdowns. Um, AJ Allen, the transfer from Nebraska. We weren't keeping stats, but probably topped 100 yards on the ground he had a couple i think a 50 yard run um a lot of you know splash plays 10 plus yard runs um yeah those guys were two guys i mean i was pretty confident mark fletcher was gonna be good at some point you never know as a freshman aj allen was a guy was i didn't know a whole lot about coming from nebraska i know he had a a pretty good career there but it's not like he was a superstar there so 
Um, yeah, the, well, that he, was he definitely the big. Been. He might have been, but he got hurt. Right. I, I, you know, he he broke his collarbone, I think. Right. So, so he, yeah, he was a, a question, actually, an unknown, I guess, coming in. Yeah, he actually had done well in his first four games in college. So yeah. I did pretty well. So yeah, I, 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 they're really, it's really good news if they can keep those guys healthy. Uh, right. Those yeah. are two nice surprises. That's the key part of this all, and I, and I want to talk a little bit more specifically about both of those guys. But the key thing here is, as we say a lot on the show, and we saw it last year more than ever running backs get hurt a lot <laughs> and um Miami last year we thought going into the year they maybe had a, a decent I think trio we felt pretty good about right obviously Henry Parrish uh I guess four guys Henry Parrish Donald Chaney um Jalen Knighton and the freshman Trevante Citizen oh. and two guys two of those guys get hurt before the season even starts um and Trevante's still not back uh, although Nope. The expectation is he'll be back at some point this year. Um, but and, yeah. and Knighton is gone now, transferred to SMU. But they just added two more bodies who look like they can definitely play for this team. And, and oh, you know, yeah. Parrish is the starter. Like, I don't think uh, he was good last year. He didn't play a lot in the scrimmage. I'm sure that's because they feel really good about what they have there. Um, but they just threw two more bodies in there who are uh, with Parrish, with Cheney. Um, Chris Johnson, we haven't seen yet. He's been out with an injury. As I mentioned, Citizen is expected to be in there at some point. They've got potentially, you know, five, six guys uh, by the end of the year. Obviously, some guys who aren't hurt now will probably get hurt because it's what happens in that position. But they've got six or five or six bodies that, like, you got to feel pretty good about. Really good about. And, uh, yeah, A.J. Allen, he was fast. Yeah, and shifty, shifty too, right? It's like, there's one thing to be fast, it's one thing to be big and strong, but that's that next level, is had that little bit of a change of direction, which he had. Yeah, he did. One of his long runs, he like, went, it was like a a stretch, I think it was a stretch run to the left, and he cut it back all the way across the field and ends up on the other sideline after like a 30-yard game, so... Yeah, um, and uh, and Mark Fletcher, wow, is he impressive, David? I know you covered him. Yeah. And you know him really well from high school, and I just know him from talking on the phone before the season. Uh, really, really liked him when I was talking on mm-hmm. the phone, but he's he seems so genuine. He seems yeah. so, like, happy to see us. Yeah, another one of those. That guy, we talked last week about how all these freshmen, they're all, like, no matter what they are as football players, for the most part, it's like a group of, like, high-character guys, and he, he fits that uh, bill. Yeah, exactly. What you said is true. And – uh Mark Fletcher and I, we were, so we were interviewing him this week and he, he looked great. I mean, his his body looks, yeah, really fit, really uh, just toned and fit and muscular. And he just looks, he looks great. And uh, he ran great and I love his attitude. And uh, I, 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 I said, and I wrote this in the story that, you know, I don't think they're going to be, I don't think they're going to be passing every single play. I don't, I really don't, you know, the air raid thing. I think, Mm -hmm. I think they have enough guys that they can keep, keep, you know, everybody honest by having a pretty good running attack. And also Mark Fletcher made it a point to say that uh, coaches told him he, that he's the red zone guy. Yeah, I mean, they were terrible in the red zone last year. I think they were 75th around in the nation. Um, 
and they just couldn't punch it in. Just like, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, various games, I guess, uh, Texas A&M maybe mm-hmm. might have been one of them. Yes. But anyway, yep. he's, he, Mark Fletcher is Virginia. Def- How many field goals did they kick in the Virginia game? Oh my God. He's <laughs> definitely going to be a field goal. I mean, a field goal, a, a, a short yardage guy. Yeah. You know? Um, yeah. I mean, you look at the rot, like what they had last year. Cheney gets hurt in the preseason. Not that he's a huge running back, but he's big. He was, you know, bigger yeah, than Fletcher. Right. Um, Trevante Citizen, again, was just a freshman last year, but he's big too. Like he looks like an NFL running back, 6'1, 220 is listed at. Um, right. Fletcher is listed at 6'2, 225. He's already the biggest guy in that room. Um, Yes. Dad Franklin was the guy yes. they had before, but Fletcher is he's another guy who looks like an NFL running back already. Um, that that's a dimension that no matter what all these guys are gonna give them, they just didn't have a dimension like that last year because of Cheney and, and Citizen being out. You know, Parrish, who was really good, but I think second team all conference, third team all conference. Um, you know, just a smaller running back, 5'10, 190, he's listed at, and you know, I think he's third, yeah, and I think might be a generous. <laughs> right. He had two two rushes. He only ran, like you said, he only ran with uh, twice, I think. Who, Cheney? Oh, Cheney. Yeah, so. I think only in the last game of the year. So, um, yeah, I think he'll give them no, some of that. I'm sorry. I, no, 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 no. Yeah, Cheney, the last game of the year, had, had you're right, t- had two two rushes, I think, for eight yards. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Cheney, I meant um, Mark, um, I mean, Parrish had two, at the oh. scrimmage, had two rushes. That's it. Like he's he had the first rush, and I don't know, maybe oh at the scrimmage, drive. yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. And at the first drive. So he we didn't we didn't really see a lot of him, but um, we know what we have with him, right? I, like we know what he is yeah. for the most and, part. But they and, have new dimensions there. And the other thing is, um, I I love this. Um Fletcher Fletcher said that you know, one, you know, he, he scored the two touchdowns and he looked very impressive. And, you know, and he said, one of the touchdowns, he, he, he like looked at us and said, you guys could have anybody. Yes, could've the first touchdown, we, I think we wrote it in our recap, yeah. was untouched. That's the yeah. other part of the whole thing is if this <laughs> offensive line is as good as we think it could be, like yeah. that line, they, they could run for a lot of yards this year. I don't know if they're going to have a 1,200 yard rusher because as we said, there's five or six different guys. You know, I'm still excited to see what Chris Johnson brings to this group whenever he gets healthy. Um, he's definitely small. Like he looks like a freshman in a way that like Fletcher doesn't, some of these other freshmen we've talked about don't he's, he's, he's small, but he's yeah. well, fastest guy on the team probably already. So he's fast. I, it's just, you feel bad for the running backs, uh, who start the season injured because mm-hmm. to, to me, I mean, they're at such a disadvantage, uh, right. You know, I mean, even Trevante Citizen, I, I feel really bad for him. They've got to keep his spirits up, I think. Mm-hmm. I think that's a challenge for him because look what happened last season, and now he's still not back. He had a yep. major injury, major. Um, and I think there was probably, I don't know if there were various ligaments with him, but um, d- just the fact that these other guys now are looking good um, who knows? Who knows what the coaches are thinking and how if they'll redshirt somebody? Right. Who knows? Do they, Chris Johnson? I don't know. Yeah. I, I, I would guess it's going to be a fluid thing, right? Like Chris Johnson very well could redshirt. Um, but if Parrish and right. Ellen get hurt all of a sudden, like that's the, that's the nature of that position. Exactly. Exactly. But yes, that was the position that was really fun to see. Obviously, obviously the offensive line too, but you said that they go together kind of. Yeah. Um, 
What do you think of Tyler? I I mean, I was I, I was pleased. He had some nice passes. He had some nice deep balls. Um, yeah, hit one bomb to Restrepo. That was, that was incredible. One of the oh, my God. Yep. Restrepo's catch, amazing. An amazing catch. So uh, down the field and uh, he had that nice, that nice pass to uh, Colby, Colby Young. Yeah. That that might've been the best single highlight of the day. They were doing red zone drills and Parrish goes up over all the uh, way up. Daryl Porter, who's, you know, a smaller DB, but still like, like that's to me that we, we, I think both of us, we've kept saying that, Colby Young is like the X factor in some ways of this group. The guy who we think can go to that level. Oh yeah. He can become like a, a legit number one receiver. Um, yep. That was another good sign of it. He looked, I mean, that was a play that really good wide receivers make. A really good sign. Okay. They, they just, they, they, he's more like an Andre Johnson kind of body. Yeah. They need somebody like yeah, that. Yeah. They haven't had a guy like that. We might have even said this last week. I can't like, I, I can't remember. Like Daryl Wangham, who was not as productive as I think Colby Young is going to be. True, that's Darryl. like the one similar big guy. They haven't had a like Lawrence Cager, I guess, but he never really panned out either um, at Miami. Right. Obviously, he ended up being pretty good at yeah. Georgia and is Georgia now, I think, in the NFL. But right. um, they haven't had a, a big guy like that. And they, it, it's kind of interesting to see Tyler, as we saw in spurts last year, said he had those back to back 100 yard games with Tyler. And then Tyler gets hurt and he doesn't even have 100 yards the rest of the year. Um, the one thing that's really good about Tyler Van Dyke is he lets his wide receivers make plays. Um, and he takes a lot of deep shots, right? And that was, you know, Mike Carley was a big beneficiary of that. Um, True. you know, for Shreppo, we saw caught a deep ball. And you know, he would like Charleston Rambo, who as we learned was not the fastest wide receiver in the world, right? He's not in the NFL because his times weren't very good. But he was trusting Charleston Rambo, who wasn't just straight up running past guys and getting wide open every time. He was trusting I can put a ball in a good place where only my receiver can get it. And if I'm a little off, my wide receiver can make that play. Um, Charleston Rambo is very good at that. And Colby Young has a chance to obviously a very different player than Rambo. Probably slower, definitely bigger. Um, He's going to let Colby Young try to like jump over guys and that's he plays to his wide receiver strength i think in some ways uh yeah i mean i tyler i was i was pleased with tyler i i yeah. really was now uh i know, thought he was i thought he looked like he was moving a little bit better too just in the pocket um the defense did rack up a bunch of sacks late in the scrimmage we were not paying super close attention to like which line combos were in so i don't want to like read necessarily too much into the blocking and tackling portion, uh, blocking and sacking portion of the game. But um, the defensive line settled in as the game went on. Yes, for sure. But yeah, I, 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 yeah I, I, it's hard to like for guys like Tyler Van Dyke, you kind of give a pass fail and he definitely passed. Yes. What, what, what position you want to go through? You want to go through the backups? Um, yeah, Jakari Brown was probably the disappointment of the day, right? Um, yeah, I think not, so. Accuracy I mean, was not, uh, accuracy was not what you would hope it would be. Um, you know, I, he's a guy I kept saying it when we were sitting there. I, I always think he's going to be better in game situations than in controlled scrimmage situations because his number one weapon, at least for now is he is right. big and fast and hard to tackle. Um, and they're not letting people tackle quarterbacks right now. Um, 
but you know, just didn't didn't seem like he took again one scrimmage, one practice. Um, but, but doesn't seem like he's taken that leap as a passer there, that, that there's, Miami would have hoped. It seems like, but there's something else. Uh, like you said, the guy's a, a great runner. Mm-hmm. I know he doesn't like us to say that. That all he he is, do he's is fantastic. Run, yeah, but he's really great runner. So you have to figure that when he's in the game, they know he can run already. Mm-hmm. We know what he did at Georgia Tech last year, for example. I mean, he's really good. So they didn't have to play around with that. You know, they don't want anybody getting hurt or whatever. I mean, even though you're not allowed to touch the quarterback, I I think they wanted him to be throwing it. Right. He, he has to improve in his throwing, but uh, he is a good runner. So, you know, you've got that. And the other, and then Emery Williams, the third string freshman, who really, I think he has a, a, a very good grasp of the, he has a better grasp of the offense for sure than Jakari Brown did at this point. At this point last year, yeah. Last year, and he has a, Jakari, I mean, Emery is really uh, very smart and, very I think it's a more quarterback friendly offense too than last year's offense was, to be fair. But yes. Yeah. Uh, so I I I think but he's still again, he's still a freshman. And uh, but I think it's prom I think he's promising though. Yeah. Yeah. So, I feel similarly like, to the way I did about Jakari Brown last year, right? It's like it's so it's 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 easy to be a promising freshman quarterback. It's a lot harder <laughs> to be a, a sophomore quarterback who all of a sudden looks like he's next up. So um, you know, Jakari, I don't think from what we have seen, not, not yet taken that leap that I think Miami hopes. And ideally for Miami, Jakari Brown won't take a single snap all year other than against, uh, uh, Bethune Cookman, right. Or, or maybe in some other random blowout, but, um, you know. and, and what's we, great is that he did play last year. He did. So he's a not going to be scared. No, um, right. Exactly. I, I like, I like a lot of his intangible stuff, right. His like. You know, Me too. You, you put him in there. He's gonna like be confident in the huddle. He's gonna yeah. make a handful of plays, whether it's with his leg or he does have a really, really strong arm. Even if he's not super accurate, he might have like, I don't know, might have a stronger arm than Tyler Van Dyke for all I know. Um, he's gonna like, you know, if you put him out there, depend. Obviously, depends on the team. Like, you're not a lost cause, but if he has to play a lot of games in a row, I think it becomes a little bit more of a challenge unless he is better as a passer than we saw on Saturday. Again, it's, we saw one scrimmage. You see a little bit during practice, but um, there's not a whole lot to go judgment off of other than what we saw on Saturday. Yep. Um, should we, let's wrap things up by just uh, quick hits on the defense um, before we talk sure. about recruiting to wrap things up. Um, the one note I had, and and you might have others just, you're looking back through what we what we wrote about on Saturday. Uh-huh. Uh, Ruben Bain. I mean, we talked oh about it. God. I think he deserves it. Um, <laughs> he, another couple sacks in the scrimmage. Uh, I said I don't think I've ever seen I've seen him play a lot of football games over the last five years. I, I cannot remember ever watching a game where he like didn't have a sack unless it was like a bl- game that was over by halftime and he only played like 20 snaps or whatever. And even then he probably had a sack. There's not and I mean, and and he, he got better run. as the scrimmage went on. He did, that yeah. Was exactly cool at the thing. end. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was it was very hot. Like, like you said, it felt at least as like 95 degrees or whatever. And you know, they were really playing in that kind of situation, a game-like situation for the first time, you know, tackling and all that. And I and um Ruben Bain again, he got stronger and stronger. And I think it was uh 
I think it was who talked about him. I think it was Branson actually. Branson Dean mm-hmm. did a story uh, about a story got posted on Wednesday about him uh, def- starting defensive tackle for Miami, and you know he, he said he said that uh, they asked about Ruben Bain, and he said that dude goes like a vet. It's hard to find a freshman that can sustain that level of energy and that level of aggression. Mm-hmm. We ended with two minute, a two minute drill. And he had some crazy rushes full <laughs> speed. He'll only yeah. get better. I mean, this is a, a six year senior. Who's good. Who's going to end up starting probably mm-hmm. defensive tackle. Who's saying that about, about Ruben Bain. So um, God, Ruben Bain is, I don't know. Yeah, hard not to I, buy into the. I mean, we spent wow. so much time talking about him last week. I don't think we need to say more. But right, you know, I, but, I can't, we can't. But help it's hard him. not to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's hard not to. But anyway, he uh, Dean uh, talked to a while, and uh, he's a great guy. Very smart. Very smart. He's helping a lot of the younger guys. Yeah. He said he's very happy with the uh, defensive line rotation. Uh, Nigel e. Kelly. Yeah, for Harvey is. said it kind of dawned on both of us a couple of weeks ago that oh, this defensive line could be really good, especially yeah. if Ruben Bain is really good, especially if Nigel e. Kelly takes the leap we think he can. Right. Um. You know, if Leonard Taylor like keeps progressing. Um, yeah, they've got a run defense. They've got yeah, a. Those, those are three guys who could all be. Those three guys I just mentioned. Those guys could all be pretty high NFL draft picks. Um, yeah. Obviously, <laughs> only Taylor's eligible this year, but um, like, all three of those guys we could be talking about as like day one or day two picks potentially if, if they put it all together um, yeah they, I, the run defense they gotta they've gotta you know the letter taylor and all those guys i mean I, they've got to uh they've got to make sure they stop the run yeah little, they little, didn't stop it very well on saturday little you know, worried the about that. side of the scrimmage right is like you never know what's the defense what's the offense yeah and uh, a little worried about that i mean we've seen in previous years you and know? I think they're a little small up the middle on at, on the defensive line um well you know they lost daryl jackson obviously who was like kind right. of their nose um so did fsu so did FSU. <laughs> like leonard taylor is he's like uh you know he's a his strength is getting into the backfield as a defensive tackle he's not but a, he's a really strong guy. he is um so dean's gonna have to be that like you know three tech right like the guy who was is stuffing taking up blockers stuff like that um i wasn't there obviously uh, when you guys talked about him the other day, so I haven't like gotten to see him up close in person. Um, how big is he? Like, how, how do you feel about just him as like a, an anchor of the defensive like line? Well, it's funny. We said something to Matt Lee mm-hmm. the other day, center, who said, "You know, he's a lot." He said, "He's a lot." He may he might not look huge to you guys, but he's pretty he's pretty strong. That's what that's what he told us. He said that he's he's hard to handle. He said he's very smart. And he's, I think he's like six two and two eighty, something like that. Um, but um, yeah, I mean, I that that's the one thing they're saying they don't have like this massive right. No, they don't the have middle. that like zero tech, just like eating people up in the middle. They don't have a nose tackle, right? Um, right. But uh, so that uh, yeah, I mean, the run defense a little worried about. We could also talk about the pass defense. It looks like Damari and Devontae, the Brown brothers, are... Um... Yeah, I guess, like, before we wrap up on this, we should just, like, run through, like... Because, obviously, everyone always tweets out, oh, here's who started the scrimmage. 
Offense seemed like it was basically the starting lineup to me. It's the line we've talked about a million times. Obviously, yeah. Tyler, quarterback, Parrish at running back, Restrepo, Young, and Jacoby George at wide receiver. Uh, Jacoby George, again, looked good. Yeah, just kind of like the quiet. Looked uh, really good, by the quietly way. Quietly productive. Um, yeah. I'm expecting a good year from him. And then Cam McCormick at tight end. I still expect that'll be Elijah Royal once he gets healthy. He didn't play in the scrimmage. Um, but the defense seemed like a little bit more of a mix and match in terms of who was starting. I think we saw Mountain go at linebacker, but with KJ Cloyd instead of Wesley Besaint. Um, defensive line, I don't remember the exact alignment, but like Jafari Harvey didn't start. I think it was Leonard, no. Dean, um, Ruben, and Nigel Kelly, I think, started like again. It was Leonard, Leonard Taylor, Branson Dean, Kelly, and Bain. Yeah. So, like, we didn't see Mesador start there, right? Like, no, guys but Mesador did. didn't play. All oh, right. Didn't play. But, we didn't and he see... hasn't practiced, I don't think. I'm not yeah. sure about him practicing. Yes. We didn't see, we, like, Harvey didn't start. Um, and then in the secondary, just the ultimate tell that this was not just the ones, it was a mix of ones and twos. Uh, the yeah. safeties were Cam Kinchins and Markeith Williams. Like, that's going to be James Williams starting spot. But I thought that was a good sign, too, that Markeith Williams. Uh, well, I think he got ran up, run over. Was out there just like he's going to have to play, like get him some reps in there. Um, yeah. But I, so. yeah. It seems yeah. like he's the three number three safety for now, at least. Um, and then, as you said, corners. Jaden Davis seems like he's going to start in the nickel. Um, and then they started Devante, who seems like he's definitely going to start. And Damari Brown, his brother, is the opposite corner. So another freshman who. They like him. He's going to play. Him. Like if you're out there in yeah. that situation, it means they, they're banking on you to play at least. Yeah. They like Damari a lot. We'll have all these nice brother stories. A lot of brothers on the team. Yeah, a lot of brothers. Uh, and uh, yeah, that'll be a that'll be interesting defensively. You know, as far as defensive backs, as far as cornerbacks. Um, but I think the D line is going to be good, and I think they're going to have a nice rotation going. So yeah, yeah they've got eight guys or something. Uh, Jacob Lichtenstein, another guy who didn't play in the scrimmage. Um, yeah. uh anthony campbell i don't remember him doing maybe he had a sack he had a sack, he had a sack. Um, i don't know how good he is but that guy's gigantic like every time i see him i'm like <laughs> he's like looks like greg rousseau to me um like just tall i mean he's big too but really tall so they got they got some interesting guys there they do uh and let's not forget andy borgales yep. 57 yard field goal it's a good sign Need that. We didn't see a lot from the punter. I don't think. No, um, I'm. Yeah, I'm not sure about the punter. I'm. Did yeah, they, I, don't, I don't think Dylan Joyce guy, punted in the Hutchinson, game. We actually yeah. couldn't figure out who was punting. Uh, there yeah. was a big mystery among the media contingent. There it was someone in a jersey that uh, is not listed. Um, did not appear to be Dylan Joyce because I saw another guy in a '94. I saw someone in a '94 jersey on the sideline, which is Dylan Joyce's number. Um, so punter's a mystery. Uh, kicker, I, you know, it's pretty good. Really good. Really good. This is his second, third year? Third what year. year is this? Third year. Oh, my God. That's incredible. Yeah. That's incredible. So. Okay, let's close things out with just a little recruiting talk before we get out of here. Um, okay. The big piece, I guess, of the week, Miami flips uh, four-star defensive end Elias Rudolph from Michigan, uh, who's very briefly a, a Deerfield buck um, hey. now back home in Cincinnati. Um, you know, just gotta, again, gotta get those high ranked kids. And, and I think a good sign anytime you can beat out someone for Michigan. 
beat out Michigan for someone considering what Michigan's supposed to be, especially a Midwest kid. I know he's got some Florida ties from being down here at Deerfield for a little bit, but um, you know, 17 and a half sacks last year at, at uh, his high school in Cincinnati. So um, I don't have a whole lot about to say about him as a player. I've never seen him play in person or anything like that, but um, you know, good, good, good little piece of momentum to pick up before the season starts. And um, I think pushed Miami back at least temporarily into the top 15 of the recruiting rankings. So for all like the kind of like angst about the recruiting class um, still has a chance to, to be a good one, but they've got to play well. I think that's, that's going to be the big takeaway is like, they've got a pretty solid foundation considering they're coming off a five and seven season. Um, They got a chance to go up to another level if, if they play well this year. I, I mean, I think they should just keep Tyler. I keep saying it, keep, keep him healthy. Keep him yeah. Healthy. Yeah. And, uh, yep. And go Bucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, yeah. And then they got a, they got a, a quarterback, right? Yeah. Luke Nickel uh, becomes their first commit in the class of 2025. Yep. Um, as a rule, I don't get excited. Um, Sorry, yeah, Luke Nickel. As a rule, I don't get excited about recruits more than a year out. But uh, at least it's a quarterback. Like, if you have your quarterback in the fold, it goes a long way. And we saw, I keep breaking the analogy um, to, um, blanking on his name. Who was the guy who went to end up at, I'm going to cut this out. Yeah. Went to, went to Florida, Rashada. All right. Ah, yeah, Jaden Rashada. Three. Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. I keep making the analogy to Jaden Rashad and how he didn't even sign with Miami, but his commitment was still a huge deal, uh, setting off this swing string of commitments uh, last summer. Obviously, Luke Nickel, a three-star quarterback, committing in August of the year before he can sign is not going to kick off a string like that, but it's still a selling point for Miami's coaches to say, we've already got this guy. Hey, why don't you talk to him? He'll tell you about what, what the deal is. Um, I quarterbacks, you want to get those guys locked up early. I know that trans or uh, NIL means they flip later than they did. Typically. A lot of times you would get your quarterback committed really early and he would stay that way the whole way. Um, it's not like that anymore, but um, it's a good thing to have a quarterback locked in early. How about you? So you don't really care that much about classes <laughs> 25. What about classes of 2029? What do you think about that? Uh, that, I mean, that's, I'm about, all, that's I'm all about. 2029. That's going to be a good class for Miami. It is. So 12 year olds that yeah. are getting offered now. I two offers. Two offers uh, already out in the class of 2029. Um, yes. You got your scouting reports ready, Susan? My, <laughs> yes. Yes, I do. He's uh, five foot three. What's his name? And weighs um, 130 pounds. <laughs> okay. And um, his name is Gregory Florence. He's 12 years old. And he's about to start seventh grade at Palmetto, Palmetto Middle School. 
and he is a, a he's a safety, a linebacker, and a running back. He's a brute as a running back. And um, so my sources tell me that, uh, well, actually, he told me that he compares <laughs> himself to uh, Frank Gore, uh, <laughs> Frank Gore style. He said he's Frank Gore, he, who was like retired from the NFL when this kid was born, essentially. Right. And and and, and he said that his style is like Frank Gore uh, in terms of speed, power and finesse. And his his favorite player is uh, Cam Kinchins that he inspired him to play safety. Um, and uh, yeah, he's very excited. And he told me his doctor said he's going to grow to six one. So don't worry, UM fans. He'll be fine. Yeah, he's got a lot of room to grow. Um, we'll be also, fine. Also, Carson Bell uh, was the other seventh grader offered. So uh, Miami getting to work early, getting on young. Uh, yes, and 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 let's not forget that it, 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 this is terrible segue, actually. But uh, uh, Francis Mauangoa, okay. The, the oh yeah, okay. Yeah, let's, let's close with this. Two freshmen, right tackle, offensive tackle for Miami, just made Bruce Feldman's freak list, freaks list as number five on his freaks That's list. That's pretty good. Number five up there. He said, I'm pretty sure I've never had a coach make a case for a guy quite like Mario Cristobal did for his five-star freshman, <laughs> quote, greatest muscle density in Miami history. Um, yeah. So 6'6", 341 pounds, 20.9% body fat, 270 pounds of lean body mass. Uh, and then he said his 1.72 10-yard split would have been the second fastest time recorded for all 300-plus pound offensive linemen at the 2023 NFL Combine. Amazing. And the yeah. only guy who, who ran faster was just 39 pounds. It was 39 pounds lighter. Uh-huh. So anyway, uh, his jump registered. I don't understand this. Do you? Nine thousand two hundred seventy-four watts. What does that mean? Yeah, that I don't really know. It's, Miami um, has on record. Uh, I'll just say I went to IMG around this time last year because Miami had at that time I think four kids committed. All them signed. Also, I should say, um, and went you know to like just talk to some of those guys. Uh, I was, and I w- got there in time. I didn't, I wasn't there for a practice, but for like a weightlifting session and, you know, IMG's got their share of freaks every year. Um, and uh, I remember when Maui Goa went to the squats, it was like everyone in the the weight room stopped and, and <laughs> gathered around and for a couple of guys, you know, there, there a couple of big guys, but for Maui Goa, it definitely, he, definitely kind of like brought the room to like, all right, everyone pay attention. This, he squatted, he front squatted 500 pounds. Yeah which is tops on the team. He's a freshman, a freshman. And he, yeah. and he, he bench pressed 425 pounds. I mean, come on. I yeah. can't even imagine in like two years. Yeah. Um, Freaks list. You can check that out. The athletic. It's one of my favorite articles every year. Um, oh. Obviously gives you a lot of big school guys, right? Marvin Harrison jr. Is number two on that list, but then you've got a uh, number eight, a guy from Harvard. So like, it's always a fun little, like teaches you a little bit about all the teams around the country. It and is Mount- fun. And Mangoa, obviously, uh, the one Miami guy on there, but um, and apparently, all the coaches now, all the like, all the college coaches are, you know, I this is me saying it, bribing Bruce Feldman, <laughs> whatever. They, they, I mean, they're just trying badly to get their guys in there. Can't, couldn't you see Mario? Oh my god! Yeah, a, I wonder like, who else. Who who? So 
Knowing Go is on the list. Let's I'll finish with one question before we go. Who would be number yeah. two? Who's the number two freak of Miami right now, do you think? Oh. I have I haven't thought about this either, so I'm putting you on the spot. It wouldn't be I mean, oh I couldn't say Okunlola, right? Because he would be the other one. He's a really he's, good wrestler. Like the he they value that like two sport guy. Is right. like pretty valuable in those he's, things. He's kind of freakish, I think. I yeah, like I think him. so too. We so, haven't seen a lot of him, but I wouldn't be surprised if he's on that list at some point. Uh, probably, I'd say folks. James Williams. Either James Williams or oh, Leonard James. Taylor are the two. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know how Taylor is as a weight room guy, but another guy who's just like fr- like natural brute strength is is pretty special, I think. Right. Um. So. All right, um, we can wrap things up there. You can follow Susan on Twitter. I guess X. I keep saying follow on Twitter, but I suppose it's oh, X please. now. Don't, don't uh, say that. At X you, wait, at I know X. that we're about to get bumped off, but did you see the X now wants people to, to get verified by putting their... They said it's really simple, Elon Musk. All, or, all you have to do is enter your uh, driver's license and right, right, right onto Twitter. Give them all the information, uh, and and also do a selfie and something else. I'm sure everybody's going to be doing that. Yeah. Um, all right. So you can follow Susan there at S Miller Degnan. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at DB Wilson too. Yeah. Um, I'll be out at a high school football game on Thursday night, which will be after this is up. So if you're looking for info on Northwestern Chaminade, you can check me out there. Um, thanks as always for listening, and we'll talk to you guys next week. 